right? And one thing about religion, religion has made a huge mistake in trying to make people live right. Help, you're going to hell if you don't get saved. Well, I think they already know that. <laughs> well, you need to quit smoking because if you don't stop smoking, songs are songs. I think they know that too. Well, if you don't stop doing this, you, all that's religion. You understand? All of that is religion. Now, the message of the kingdom would give you a better way of living. That will determine a better destiny for you. And even when you die and live again, you have a better life. Because we all die, but we're going to live again. Believe me. Actually, spirits never die. You simply, your spirit and soul separate from your body. That's all that takes place. Spirits and souls cannot die. If they could, then the Father who created them could die. That's a thought, isn't it? So there's a life after death. But I want to read some scriptures before we get into uh, the condition of our fathers because uh, sons, sons are seeds of fathers as well as daughters. And sons, when you look at a male man and a female man, sons carry the seed. Is that correct? Yes. And when you look at the word father, we're going to give you some definitions. Father, one of the main meaning you need to look at is source, source. So we'll look at some scriptures concerning uh, sons, and it's going to say sons. When it says sons, daughters are in included in this. Now, I got, the, I got some up here. Before I go to those, I want to read these right here. So, uh, uh, Mishlea, and we announce it in the original language, called Proverbs, okay? Mishlea, called Proverbs, say, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That's from the NIV version. Now, many of us have been taught that means that you teach them right, child, they're coming back. But how many people you know die in a rebellious state? die in a state of disobedience that's been taught the word, raised up in church and stuff like that. We know this, don't we? Yeah. So something must be wrong with that interpretation. Is that correct? It's correct. So he really, remember this is a translation of the original language, and many truths were lost in the translation of the language. As a matter of fact, I was showing my wife something yesterday, one note in one particular passage in Malachi called Malachi, and the note says that, we are uncertain of the Hebrew meaning of this passage. So they just put something in there. And people put their foot or hand on the Bible, foot on the Bible, I'll die before I change. And that scripture wasn't even a proper translation of what the Holy Spirit was saying. Now, now that, 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 that bothers me, you know, stuff like that. When I begin to study, look in the original language, see what the translation is saying, and look at what the Holy Spirit actually said, it bothers me. So that means that many of us are believing in things that did not come from the Holy Spirit. That's why you need teachers to teach us what the Holy Spirit is saying. So actually, this word start means dedicate. It means to dedicate. Dedicate your children. And then one of these English words that's translated uh, way is actually the Hebrew word pay, and it means word. What he was saying is dedicate your children in the word and when they grow or when they get in an age state of, uh, you know, when they get older, the word will still be there. And they will yet have opportunity to obey the word that they've been taught. Y'all catch it? So, again, you know many people get taught in the word, get raised up in church, know the Bible, know the scripture and everything else, and li living like a drunk devil right in the back of a camel. You know it. You know I'm telling you the truth. So he wasn't talking about if you teach them, they're going to heaven anyway. That's, that's, that's not true. He was saying if you teach them, the teaching will always be the same. I don't care how old they get, they will have to give account to the word that they were taught. And any time they change and repent, that word will help them out. Now, it, doesn't that make a lot more no sense? No. Okay. All right. Let's, now, let's look at this, this next one here. Like I said, we don't have it up. I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, and Miss Leah called Proverbs 15 and 20. Again, we're talking about fathers, right? All right, he says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish man does what? Despises what? His mother. A wise son brings joy to his father. It's not up there. But a foolish son despises mother. I don't have, me personally, I don't have zero respect for a person who do not respect or honor their parents. I, I just, that's just me. Now, I'm old school. You know, I was brought up, we were still getting whoopings. 
you know, and you know, when the sanctified people were coming from church, you, you turn your music down and put your beer cans up and stuff. That's, that's the era I was brought up in. We, we respected people. Personally, I don't. It's based on the, the scriptures, based on kingdom of concept. I don't, I don't have no respect or honor for a person who do not respect their parents. I just don't. Just zero. Zero respect for them. All right. And then here's another one. Uh, Proverbs 10 and uh, 1. He said, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Y'all seeing this? It's scripture. It's, it's, it's letting us know what's going on here. Now, there's a penalty for everything I'm talking about. And I may share it with you, may not. I want to get another one in here, and that's Proverbs and Miss Leah 17 and 25 says, A foolish son bring grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. I mean, your mama actually regret she went through the labor she went through to get your little knucklehead self here. Now, that's bad. I say, isn't it? Oh, come on, talk to me now. That's pretty bad. We actually used to jump on guys who wouldn't respect their mother. When we was in school, yeah, so-and-so, man, yeah, I heard him talk back to his mama. Man, we're going to get him this evening. Man, you don't do your mama like that. Y'all heard of playing a dozen? Oh, we fought to the death. You play the dozen, we just fought you to the death. Today we got sons and daughters. We'll be best friends with people who can't stand their parents. There's something wrong with that situation. It's something certainly wrong with that situation, and we're going to see it in the Word in a minute, okay? That's enough on that? I think that's enough right there. We'll, now, let's get into these uh, verses up here. Let's look at this right here. All right. Uh, Ephraim, call Ephesians 6, 2 through 3, says what? Honor your who? Your father and your mother, knucklehead. <laughs> honor your father and who? Your mother. This, this word honor in the Hebrew is Hebrew word uh, kabod. And it's the same word translated as glory. You know when we say the glory of the Lord is here? Well, honor and glory is the same thing. And a better word for glory is actually culture, behavior, set of uh, rules and laws you live by, the way you act, the way you talk, the way you dress. You, you know, we have been given assignment to do what? Colonize the earth and make earth just like heaven. We have been given an assignment to bring the culture of heaven and manifest it in the earth. You catching this? So when he said, honor your father and mother, what he was saying is that this is the way that heaven is set up. It's not a choice in it. He said, honor your father and your mother. Now, how many, you know what a Rolex watch is, right? All right. Okay, how do you tell the difference? This is how you tell the difference between a real Rolex, and I've, you know, I've, I've picked them up and stuff like that, and a fake Rolex. Because the guy said, he's going to pass, I want to give you this watch here. I said, oh, okay. Got Rolex on it. Man, great. Yeah, I'm getting ready for something. But when I got the watch, I almost, my hand, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, Doc. This, <laughs> wait a minute. There's no weight on this. This can't be the real thing. No, Pastor, you know, I got, I got the real one coming. I said, all right, just let me know what you're doing now. <laughs> you know, so you can tell the real Rolex from the fake one by the weight. You're catching it? So honor means to place weight as being a genuine real thing and not the fake thing. You catching it? All right, so he said, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with what? Promise, letting us know that the previous four commandments of the covenant that Mo, uh, uh, Yahweh gave to Moshiach, they didn't have a promise with it because they were, you can call them a statue, or this is to be done whether I give you something or not. When he gave him the first four, you know, uh, remember uh, Yahweh the Lord who brought you out, don't have no other gods before me. Y'all remember those? Uh, keep the Sabbath for us. Those four, you know, whether you do it or not, it's set. Now, relative to the fifth, this is the fifth word of the covenant, and he says to honor your father and mother. Now, the Hebrew letter word high is where the number five come from, and it means to see what's in heaven on earth. You catching it? So when he said honor your mother and father, he was saying you can do this by seeing what's in heaven and making heaven be manifested in the earth. So as we honor our, mother, our fathers and our mother, what we're doing, we're actually living out heaven on earth. You seeing that? Now, if our minds have been blinded to what's in heaven, then that'll cause a person to dishonor their father and mother on earth. I mean, in church, every 24-7 too. But they are not really manifesting heaven on earth, and that's our major assignment on the earth is to what? 
colonize the earth and make it just like heaven. So it, it, this commandment come with a promise. And it says right here, so that it may go what? Well with you and that you may enjoy what? Long life on earth. I started to get some stats just showing a life expect expectancy these days with children versus the one from previous days. I mean, kids not making it to 30. And when you check it out, most of them not making it to 30 didn't have a father in the home and did not respect or honor their mother. And the scripture is just right. I mean, it's a law that's set for human beings to live by whether you're born again or not. If you disrespect, dishonor your father and your mother, you're not going to live long. Get insurance, life insurance on them. It's going to pay off. And this is the truth. It's going to pay off. It's not going to go well. Things going to be in chaos. That young man, that young woman is going to have a hellish lifestyle because of what they did. You know, just like anyone who is living in rebellion against the kingdom of Elohim, the kingdom of God in the earth. Anyone who's not living the word is rebelling against the word. We call it sin. A better word for sin is rebellion. That's what Adam and Master Ezenegad did, call Eve. That's what they did in the beginning. They declared a declaration of independence from the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven government, the laws, the rules, command. They said, listen, we want to do it our way. And the minute they did that, they became independent. Rebellion. You, you seeing it now? Now, the religious word is sin, but it's actually rebellion. Now, look at uh, Ms. Leah, Proverbs 29, 17. It says what? Discipline who? But I ain't going to whoop my children. Don't, okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. You wish you, would, you had one day. Uh, discipline your children, and they will give you what? Peace. Now, discipline includes more than Miss Willow and Mr. Switch. You know the Willow Switch? That's what Mama used on us. Willow Switches and stuff like that, and depending on how she felt and what you did, anything she can get her hand on. And I rather, I prefer the switch because we had those carousel skillets, not the little fake skillets y'all got these days. You know, same way if she gets something and pick it up, you better know how to run. <laughs> so it's a discipline. And discipline has to do with correction, not letting them have their way. You, you understand? And they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. Uh, Miss Leah 3 and 21. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be what? Life for you and ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. You see that? It's already pumped. Just, just, just by having enough sense to understand you didn't get yourself here. Somebody went through something to get you here. The kids act like they just did it on their own. So we're dealing with fathers in the nation. We want to get those scriptures here. Now let's look at the word as we go into some stats, a word uh, that would define father or a kingdom concept of the meaning of father because father, <clears throat> based on worldly standards, is different based on kingdom standards. The word father. See, because you have a baby doesn't mean you're a father. No more than when a dog have puppies that make him a father. Any old dog can get another dog pregnant, can't yeah. I say, can't they? Yeah. And you never see them no more, do you? It's the same way with some men. They get somebody pregnant. I, I, I didn't know a day your dad. Well, ain't nobody told me. I didn't know nothing about it. I'm 48 now. You know, he had a baby, right? That doesn't qualify him as being a father. He was a father by procreation or by genes. That seed came out of him, and that woman got pregnant by him. You catch it? But even with that, that still doesn't change the command, the fifth one. He says, still honor him because that's where you came from. And there's a difference between honor and respect. Honor carries more weight. You honor the person because of their position. You respect the person because of what they do. Y'all getting it? Like, you respect the officer with your Bible in the back window and stuff, you know, speed. You respect the officer when he pull you over, but you don't honor him. You know, because we know what they're doing, right? Y'all getting it? All right. You can honor your mother or your father. And even though that parent haven't done anything to gain your respect, you still honor them. That's where you came from. Y'all see the difference now? So I say, I'll honor you, but I don't respect you. You know, I don't know what, who you are in the position that you hold, but I have no respect for a person who is cantankerous, spread lies, 
full of stripe, talk to the mama bad. Boy, I, I restrain myself a lot of times. Riding around this city in, in the construction business I'm in, I've seen a lot of, I almost, I, I've stopped my truck and get out, getting ready to jump on somebody. And she trying to whoop him in his butt, trying to rap back and hit his mama back. Boy, ugh. Yeah, I wanted to get him. And in our family, we had this little code. You didn't talk about mama. And one of my sisters tried it. You know, I had nine, how many? It was 11, 12, 13 of us, something like that. There's so many of us, I forgot the number. But anyway, one of my sisters was going to try something and playing, playing this plot against mama. And we just looked at her. And when she got through talking, we said, who's going to get her first? <laughs> I, no, we're we getting you. We don't, we don't play like that. You don't, you don't do that. These days, you can stand there and run a person, dad or mother, down. Well, that's my friend, so I, ain't got, I don't have a problem with them. Because you're ignorant. That's why. Somebody say ignorant. It's not a bad offensive word. It means short of knowledge, lack of knowledge. So the word for father is a what? Progenitor. Y'all see this? Genes, original genes that we all carry come from our mother and father, but the original gene come from our father, Adam. All people come from one man. I can prove it. No, you didn't. You came from your father through your mother. First Corinthians tell us that, that man came from man through woman. Y'all catch it? When he created mankind, he created one being, one male man, the father created. And then what did he do? He went back. He didn't go to the dirt. He didn't go to the soil. He went back to that singular male man, took a rib. It was literally a rib because rib contained all the stem cells that's necessary to clone a human being. He took the rib out of the man and made a what? Body for a wound man. And he put that spirit that he had already created, spirit and soul, in that body, that female body, and she became a living being. Opposite of the male man. Male man have the seed, the female man have the house that the seed go into. Therefore, all mankind, all people came through the wound man from their daddy. So when, I, when we get through with it, the father, when we get into these stats, you're going to understand why I'm giving you this. The father is the source and the father is a problem. All right. A strong leader, foundation of family. This, this is what a father is. A father is a source. A father is a what? Nourisher, sustainer. A father is a what else? Provider. So most of us think this is the only thing to qualify a father as being a father as being a what? Provider. Well, he don't pay child support, so he can't see you. That's the most hellish thing a person can do. That's still the father. When you get through, he said, honor the father, right? So whether he's providing or not by source, that's still his seed. You understand? So not paying child support do not disqualify a child from seeing their father or mother. Mothers don't pay child support. Y'all do know that, don't you? All right. Then the other one is what? Upholder and what else? Developer. Now, as you look at this, you're going to see the problems already coming at you. And then what else? A head protector. Y'all see it? So when we mention the word father, that's what I want you to keep in mind. Now, let's look at the curse in America. There is a what? Crisis where? Right here in America. According to the U.S. Census, this is secular facts. The people without Holy Spirit in them is recognizing there is a problem and they are able to trace the source of the problem. Now you know people with Holy Spirit in them should know this. All right, the U.S. Census Bureau, 24 million children in America, one out of three live without their biological dad in the home. There is a father factor in nearly all of the social issues facing America today. We must realize that there is a father absence crisis. Do you see that? crises in America and begin to raise more involved, responsible, and committed fathers. And these, these are secular facts that I'm giving you. Let's look at this. Just the facts. High-quality father-daughter relationship is a protective factor against engagement in risky sexual behavior. Y'all see that? Let me turn this wife out. This stuff keeps popping up. I don't want that. All right, now. Individuals from father absent homes are how much percent? 200 79% more likely to carry guns and deal drugs than peers living with their father. Because the father going to beat your butt if he catch something in your hand. 
See, a father, one of the roles of a father is to bring law, order, discipline. The first thing that the father in heaven did was told Adam, our father, earthly father, he said, this is what I'm commanding you to do. He gave him a command. You understand? So you got a man saying he's a father who have no guts or backbone to lay down a law in his house. Then you got somebody's absent of a father, primary father quality. I'm not talking about a male chauvinist, but there has to be some law and order. 279%. That, that's bad in it. I got some more. Let's look at this stuff. Just the facts. Children raised in a father absent home are more likely to experience what? Behavior problems. Nothing against the mother. These are facts. This stuff is real. Well, I know I'm going to raise my kids. Great. Good. Hallelujah. We got a crisis still. And if we don't identify what we got is going to continue to go on, it's going to bring everything to a final destruction. There are two million. There are who? Two million single father households. That means some father raising kids. Versus how many? Ten million single mother households in the, right here in the great Christian nation of America. 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 You know, we're singing all this stuff. And there's a lot of stuff going on here. It's more than just racial hatred and white supremacy and economic inequalities and disparities and stuff that has been done to black Americans that's hideous, hellish, and hateful. It's also the foundation has been destroyed. Y'all seeing this? Now these stats, I ain't got to the scripture stats yet. Let's keep going. There are 2.7 million children with parents in prison or jail. 2.7 million have a parent in prison or jail. Now, you know who this affecting primarily. You already know. All right. 92% of parents in prison are fathers. And, and we see the gangs. The problem with gangs. Let's do, no, the problem is locked up. That problem is locked up because that problem didn't have a father to mentor them. Number three, in 2014, African Americans constituted 2. million or 34% of the total 6.8 million correctional population. Watch this now. We're only 12% of the population. So for us to be that high, something's very, 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 very wrong. African Americans are incarcerated at more than five times the rate of whites. The imprisonment rate for African American women is twice that of white women. I worked prison ministry 10 years. Most of the people I talked to were not guilty of what they put them in there for. We ministered the word to them and got, got the mind set free so they could endure the injustice that had been done to them. I experienced this personally. Not in prison, doing prison ministry. <laughs> you know what kept me out of jail? Mr. Willow and Uncle Switch. And one whooping from daddy. I was the only one that he whooped. The only one. One time, and he thought I said something back. He thought I said something back to mama. Just one time. And I'm thinking, what, he, what this man beating me for? I dare not say that. And then mama said, James, why are you whooping that boy? He said something back, didn't he? She said, no, he was, he was telling me where he was going. Well, well, sonny, you, you need it anyway. <laughs> I didn't need it anyway. Am I behind it? All right, number six. Nationwide, African-American children represent 32% of children who are arrested, 42% of children who are detained, 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to criminal court. And that's terrible. Black or African-American is only 12.6% of the population. It's just like it was back in 1860 after the Civil War. The same percentage per population is the same now that it was then. And over half of us, uh, more than half, was the prison. Nothing has changed. That's another message. Keep getting these stats. Just the facts. The number of children with incarcerated fathers grew 79%. Y'all see that? Just the facts. Adolescents in single mother and single father families are at high risk of what? Risky behavior, stealing, drinking, smoking, doping, sex, and everything else, victimization, and mental distress compared to those of two-parent families. See what the problem is? Now, if you can slip by all this, great. I'm all for you. Look at this. Poverty rate, four times greater, this without fathers in home, risk of poverty is four times greater. 
to have more, uh, to have behavior problems is more likely. Risk of infant mentality is two times greater. Incarceration, more likely to go to jail, this without fathers, uh, more likely to commit a crime, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen without the father because dad ain't going to let his daughter go out the house looking like a hoochie and he know what them boys want. So that's why dad is be on their daughters. And mama need to just be quiet because he know what he was after. But now it's prom night. Let her go and look out. Let her, let her dress up like, let, let her do this, let her do that. And prom night she lose her virginity. And then the daddy just had enough so he going off and shoot pool somewhere. And try to find a young man and threaten him. Boy, you better not touch my daughter. You see this, right? All right, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, two times more likely to suffer obesity, two times more likely to drop out of high school. When I was a vice president of Ten Point Coalition, this is true. It's true in our city. It's not just city, it's the county too. They just don't put the county information out there. But we went out to these schools, we can go into schools anytime, same problem, same problem. All right, now, let's go to the scripture and we're going to look at one word that will tell us what happens when father are absent. Now, we just went over, look at these seven points up here. When fathers are absent, you got seven manifestations that I'm giving you, but those stats will cover them all that I already gave. Dysfunctional family, sexual immorality, uh, immorality drugs, murder, abortion, high crime, poverty, and corruption. Y'all see that? Now, those stats covered most of those already, right? But, you know, the answer has been in the scripture before they know what a fact was. And it's the Hebrew word for anger. Look at this word for Hebrew word for anger. You see this word right here? Ayab. That's why I say we have to study the original language. Now, ayab means what? Anger, hatred, to be hostile, uh, to treat as an enemy. I talked to a lot of men in prison. They hated their daddy because he wasn't there. I talked, we went to the women's side too. They hated their daddy because he wasn't there. I, I mean, you're not, you hating a man, you never saw him. But they were hostile, they were full of anger, full of strife. Just, I just hate my dad, I just, I just hate him. And, and let, me, let me share this with you. Uh, uh, different professional uh, behavior counselors and, and psychiatrists and people in these fields of uh, dealing with uh, behavior problems, several top professors say, that they talked to gay men, and the gay man said he chose to be that way because he hated women. Why did he hate women? Because every other day his mother had a different man in the house. Then another gay man was like that because he said he hated men, so he wanted to get with them to abuse them. Why? Because he saw how his daddy treated his mama. On the other hand, they talked to gay women. You know what the girl said? I can't stand men because he beat my mom up all the time. I would never let a man touch me. Why well, I can't stand men because my mama let him do this and let him, and I never, I hate. And so what, you know what they did? They made a decision to rebel against the very nature and form that Elohim created them in. In 1975, uh, being a homosexual was considered a mental illness. They changed it. So they can add it to the civil rights bill so they can keep black folk down. There's a lot of stuff going on we don't know what's happening. So we won't accept everything and everybody. And the person got a mental disorder. Something is going on in their head. Most of them. Now one, one doctor said 98% of the people he talked to, talked to that were homosexuals were, were abused or molested when they was a child. Oh, they were born like that. No, no, come on. No, Cletus, no. Something happened to them. I've talked to him myself. Something happened to him. I had a brother who used to come to this ministry. And he said, Pastor, you know, I didn't even know he was like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just teaching. And that's the area I was in that day. I'm just teaching, walking up and down. We was in the building up there, you know, just doing my thing. You know, got through and this man came up. He said, hey, hey, uh, Pastor, I just wanted to say, man, I appreciate your message. And then I finally saw him. Holy Spirit didn't let me see him. He was sitting right there. I didn't even see him. So he had a sandals on, you know, look braids flopping around, you know, popping up, stuff like that. He didn't let me see that, and he said, uh, I'm willing to, I, I appreciate you. I said, oh, okay. And then I grabbed myself. I said, oh, okay. See what I'm dealing with. He said, uh, man, you telling the truth. He, 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 uh, you telling the truth. And you know what? What you said was true, because I was in the choir 
and I got molested. And that's why I'm like this. But I need somebody to tell me the truth, though. I said, well, great, man. Okay, then. I said, well, just keep coming back. You going to come back Sunday? You know me. You going to come back Sunday? I want you to get the word in. I don't care what you're doing, where you are. If you want to hear the word, the answer's in the word. Now, if you want to come and try to change the word, we got a problem. Because Ish ain't going to hell for nobody. I ain't teaching no all-inclusive stuff based on some trending lie, God is love, and people don't know what that statement means. You understand? But anyway, he kept coming back. He went on, came a part of the ministry. I said, yeah, you just keep hearing the word, and things will get better for you. And then he started sharing things with me. Like he would go out at night walking, you know, looking for a partner, stuff like this and stuff like that. It just, and it, it started falling off, and even another person, they, I had a lot of military folk, was in his unit and said, man, he's really changing. Oh, Pastor, you're doing a great job. So I said, I'm not doing anything but teaching. I'm just going to keep teaching, and you keep encouraging. But the minute somebody else got a hold to him with their religious mess, he started falling off. I haven't seen him since then. But he did say the word was helping him. And he did say he wasn't born like that. Yeah, it's quiet. See, see religion. Some of y'all are religious. I, I know y'all because you've been taught religion. All right. So now let's break this down and I'm going to show you what condition was not in place to cause the Holy Spirit to say that this word means anger and or hatred. Now you see this word, right? you don't have to, you don't have to know everything, but notice right here. You see this word right here for anger, ahab, y'all see that? That's spelled Olive U Bet a bed. Olive Bet spells father. The first two letter words of the Hebrew language spell father. You catching it? All right, but notice there is a U in the middle. Now this word Olive U Actually, you can spell it when they translate it, translate it as where. What it means is because a condition is not there or something is not there that should be there is the reason you got the situation you got. It's actually the strong hand of the father telling us that something is missing. And because this is missing, you got what you got. Now, what is missing? Got the olive you? You see it? What is missing? Aleph you bet. Aleph bet. The father is missing. And because of the absence or the father's missing, you have hatred. You have anger. You have hostility. You have bitterness. You have young men coming up, want to abuse women because they're mad at their daddy. Want to sleep around every girl they can because they're mad at their daddy. Young women coming up, having no respect, no discretion, no respect for herself, no honor for herself. Got everything out there for everybody to see anytime, always flashing. You know, if not in the business, why you place it on the market? But anyway, all the stuff is going on on the inside of them. I'm mad at my dad because he was absent. And the word is telling us that's what you're going to get. Unless someone get the word in them, you understand, and get taught the word and get the love of Elohim God in them. Then they will express the Father in all situations. Really, the word love, throw out all this Greek stuff, agape, phileo, eros, all that stuff. Scripture was not written in Greek. Thank you. It was written in Hebrew. The Hebrew word for love is av. Aleph, high bet. High mean what? A revelation of what's in heaven. Remember Yeshua said, when you see me, you've seen the Father? He was on earth, and he was a re revelation of the Father. Y'all remember that? So love is to reveal the Father in heaven. You understand? So if a person get the word in them, then they begin to reveal who? The Father in heaven, on earth, in all situations, all circumstances. What did Yeshua do when he came up on the demon? He cast them out. He said, when you see me, you see the Father. The works that I'm doing is the works that the Father do. He never said nothing about no all-inclusive and I accept you where you are. He No, he cast the devil out of them. And then when demons saw him, they hollered before he got there. Oh, oh, Jesus. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> you remember the story of Gennesaret? He was going to that particular island. And before Yeshua got there, they met him. Why you come to torment us? See, when the real anointing, you know, we got all the anointing this and the smoke and the lights and a good song. We all oh, child, we anointed the day, child. Or we shout and bucked and danced. All oh, child, with the anointing of the Holy Ghost was there. But the demons still sit there too and dance with you. Demons singing with you. Demons in the lights and the smoke with you. If the anointing 
If the true presence and power of the Holy Ghost is in the place, then demons tremble. They get offended. I watch people do it. I just get offended. Ain't nothing but the devil in them. I know what it is. Get offended. I ain't going back to that church. Fine. Ain't got no problem with it. I'm, I'm not sent to religious folk. We're sent to get people out of religion into the kingdom message. You understand? And religion is the, one of the most destructive force that's in us. Religion. Our belief system is the most powerful system that is operating on the inside of you, what you believe. The scripture said, as a man thinks, so is he. The scripture said, nothing is impossible to the person who believes. We can believe a lie. You understand? See, the devil knows that. That's why he bring all this religious stuff. Well, you know, child, God, God ain't concerned about that. Well, child, you are lonely. And child, shut up. Just shut up. That is not in the word. That's religion. Religion make us feel good in our mess. Once saved, always saved. That's a religious doctrine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even accept the kingdom message if the father didn't have enough sense not to treat me uh, differently because of my lifestyle and obeying him than he did the one that's rebelling against him. That's not fair to me. I don't want nothing like that. Well, you can just do whatever you want to do. Still go to heaven. But I'm here doing this, doing that, and we both going, no, mm -mm, I don't want that. That's just me now. You might be different. That's not fair treatment. And the Father isn't like that. You understand? The scripture says in the book of Hazan called Revelation, he, he talks about the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone and some religion teaching that's not in existence. I just hate, to, I just hate it for him. But anyway, he said, and no murderer, no sexual immoral person, no liar, no murderer will enter the kingdom of heaven, but they all have their part in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone. Yeshua said to him and overcome it, I will give to eat of the tree of life. To him that overcome, I will give this. To him that overcome. Now, somebody not overcoming and they get the same thing, somebody lying. Somebody lying. See, we're not reading the Bible. We're going by what the preacher telling you to get your tithes and offerings so we can fill the chairs up. But anyway, let's move a little further here. So you see what is you see is in the scripture, right? You you tripping over one baby and you in fear because now you got responsibility and the father's looking at you to bring nations from you. But because we haven't been mentored by a father, we don't understand what well, I do now. You don't understand who you are. You can't even love a woman if you don't love yourself. The scripture said over in FAM. A man cannot love someone else who don't love himself. How can you love a woman and you don't love yourself? You don't even know who you are. So you got women being abused, mistreated, and used because they're with someone who don't even love themselves. They don't know who they are. Fathers are the foundation. And what else? Root of families and nations. I, I said to who? The fathers are. Who are the father? The male man, the source. Everything is still in him that's needed and necessary to make that family turn out like the father wanted to turn out. It's in him. Whether you want to admit to it or not, Jody. Y'all don't know who Jody is. That's, that's six and seven. is military song. You know, ain't no sense in going home. Jody got your girl in the gun. Y'all know him about that. Uh, who, who the, uh, player, player. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Player, player. Player, player. What you've been played because everything is still in you and you got to give account for that family, for those children, how things turn out, for your environment. You still got to give account because he put it in you. Every, every uh, daughter, every woman need a father. All of us need to pass. See, the father is the source and pattern. Now that second letter of the Hebrew Olivet Bet, Olivet spells father. That second letter in the Medu uh, Niti Madu netter, madu netter. That's the original word for hieroglyphic. Hieroglyphic is a Greek word. It comes from Greek. See, we've been brainwashed by the Greeks. The original word for hieroglyphic is madu netter. It's an ancient African word, and it means sacred writings. Picture and language like that. Y'all get it? All right. So when you look at that bet in the ancient African Hebrew, which I taught the course, and I thought black folk were re real happy to know that that's your language, you know, but I, anyway, I just taught, I just keep teaching. But it looks like the ancient uh, uh, Madu Netter looks like a pattern or a plan. 
See, we're going to get into something here. If you want to build a house and you don't have a plan, don't call a reputable contractor who know what he's doing. Do, please don't call me. Because it's, it's messed up starting off. Because you don't have no plans. You don't know what you want. Well, I can see it. I can imagine. You know, I got a vision this morning. I said, okay, that's great. That's fine. Where are your plans at? Show me what you want to build. Have you put some time and effort in documenting this, showing me a plan so I can build by that plan? You understand? So a father is a plan for the son as well as the daughter. He is a plan. You understand? And that's the ancient African Hebrew letter word bet, but yet it looked like a plan or a tent or a house. The modern looked like a house. You understand? Like the word be in in the Hebrew. Uh, bet noon. The father or son is the plan of the life or the seed of the family. Here's the life of the house. It's right in the son. That's why he placed so much emphasis on sons and developing them and teaching them because they are, they are playing. Everybody's going to live by that plan. They're going to look at you, and they're going to do what you do. Mama doing one thing, but they see you do another thing. This is why mothers raise their kids one way to get around a daddy to act another way. It's just a natural thing. They're going to go after that plan. you saying, boy, I, I taught you so-and-so, so you spent two hours with your dad, and now you're acting so Then he get beat. Fathers are the foundation. Who are the foundation? Y'all get, get in this? And plans. If you build a house, Without a plan and the foundation is not structured properly, the house is going to crack. I wouldn't look at a house. Hey, roof. I said, how in the heck they, what is the roof doing like that? <laughs> you know, I'd be laughing. I already know what it is. I said, well, let me go inside your house and uh, I need to pull a piece of carpet back. Pull the carpet back, concrete, foundation crack like that. Now, if I make a call to code, they'll come down and make the people move out the house. Why? Because the foundation is structurally unsound. Y'all seeing this? See, a, a lot of families are messed up because the foundation at the start, I don't care how cute he was. How the man be cute? All men look like silverback gorillas to me. All of them. I don't know how they get cute. I, I Really, I don't because I'm still, I'm old school. I'm old school. And we didn't, we didn't call men cute. Women didn't call men cute. Mama didn't call nobody cute. My mama never called me cute. That's this young stuff coming up. Because of absence of a father, this generation, the generation you're living in now, a lot of stuff you are doing and saying is because you don't have a proper pattern. Ain't no man cute. Now, dad and mama used to call me handsome. My sister, you just so handsome. Look at you. Your, your beautiful brown skin and your son, your nose just, and they just, just encouraged me. I didn't try to go lighten my skin up. Or straighten my hair. Although I did that one time. <laughs> I shared with you a little bit and I'll move on. You know, y'all, some of y'all remember the Jerry Carroll. Some of y'all weren't born when Jerry Carroll came out. But anyway, when Jerry Carroll came out back in the 70s, then this other style came out where y'all y'all going natural and stuff. But anyway, you know, if you just take your hair like my wife got it and make it puffed up like an afro, but it still got that stuff, because I had some hair on me. So I went to Helen, the beauty shop over in West Memphis. I said, Helen, I want, I want to try this style right there. And she said, yeah, I'm going to use this and so on, so on, so So Ellen, fix me up. Boy, I came out there, boy. I said, yeah, buddy. Yeah, boat, man. Me and my buddy. Yeah, boat. And I went to the house, and uh, daddy came back up. For some reason, I don't know why he come out of that day. But I, I came in the, in the front yard, and daddy came behind me. And he's, my dad was like about six, boy. You know, he's big old heavy boy. I know I don't have another daughter. I just walked on around the house. Went around the back, came around the side of the house, peeped around the corner. Hopefully he had went on the front porch. <laughs> Jumped in my car, went back to that beauty shop, as you got to do something with this. Dad ain't get, she said, who your dad is? What he said? And they knew my dad used to call him Red Jane. Hey, what your dad said? You got to do something with it. So she had to cut it down to the roots. And I just spoke to me a nice shag till my hair grew back. But that was that on that. You understand? So we didn't, we didn't cross no lines. Why? Because daddy had some laws laid down. His son was never going to appear as a woman, period. You just didn't do it. You seeing that? Don't we need more women around? Because these little boys are just girlish now. We got some stuff coming. Fathers are the source and seed of families and nation. Now, source and seed of families and what? 
So when you look at your son and your daughter, do you see a nation? The concept of the father is always a nation. He selected Adam because he wanted a nation. Let's look at this. This is just a review. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to bypass this for time's sake. Looking at the assignment and giving this actual word for uh, this word, uh, where is it? Tend. It, now this, here, here's something. Else. I hope it'll make you mad enough to go study in the original language. This word abad is translated tend in Genesis. You see it right there, then uh, Elo, uh, Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep. Y'all see the word? Now from that point on, it's translated slave. Ain't that something? Ain't that something, is it? And then, and the white folk brought us over here, black Americans, and fooled us. Because if we really understood what that word meant, ain't no way we would have fought. And many of us did. We just, they just jumped off the boat. Before I work for you for nothing, you treat me like that, kill me. I mean, I got dignity left. I got some, and then some went through it because they understood that if they could keep us alive long enough, we eventually get through it. And that should help some men understand that you should respect your women, respect your mother, treat them better. Because, listen, they went through some stuff you could not have even endured. Trying to get you a rump. Anyway, that word 10 does not mean, uh, that word slave does not mean slave like you got it translated. But anywho, uh, he told him to do something here. I'm going to skip that. I don't know why I started on it. Okay, we're going to skip this one too. Shema. I'm going to refer back to it, all right? And here is Adam, Adam. Now, uh, Abraham, we got Adam, he placed him there. Garden of Eden is actually a place, a spot in Akabulam or Eden where there was an open heaven. The culture, the presence of heaven was right there. It was a place designed for human beings to get a start, to grow up in the image and continue the image and likeness they were created in. Remember Genesis, Bereshit 1, 26, Elohim created man as his what? His image and his, his what else? His likeness. So when he created us, he placed us in a place where there was an open heaven. It's in that word, Abad, and uh, Shema, an open heaven. Man was connected. But when he declared declaration of independence, that place shut up, heaven shut up. You getting it? The vision of heaven, culture of heaven, gone. Everything messed up now. That's what happened then. I'll come back and teach you later. But his idea for Adam, that one man was to bring the nations out of it. Adam failed, did he not? The next man he wanted to use was Abraham. His name was Abram. I did this Wednesday. Go back and touch that, uh, check it out. And he said, in you, Abram, after he changed his name from Abraham, Abram to Abraham, he took two letters of his own name and put it in the name of Abraham. Two letters was the high. He took that, that letter high, which was in his name twice, added it into Abram's name once, and that changed him from Abram to Abraham. From a father to a father of many nations. So he had to change his name. You, you, some brothers. Brothers need a name change. Because you don't even know your name yet. The father got your name. But you don't know it yet. Once you learn who you are. You'll see yourself. As an honorable. Respectful man of dignity. Because nations come from you. Once you drop that one seed. That seed is going to continue to produce. If everything goes just normal, it's going to continue to produce. Take one man, got a thousand people out of it. One seed, thousand people. Because that, that baby have ten babies, and that baby have eight babies, and they just continue on. You, you seeing this now? So you got to see yourself like the father see you, and you respect yourself more and stop slinging your seed all around. All around. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not really harsh and tough. I'm just, you know, ex-military guy, and uh, had a lot of work with men. I used to minister to men a whole lot. And young men, why the Youth Development Center? Those young guys out there for killing three, four people, doing this, doing that, they would cry when I leave. I want you to stay because you're the only dad I ever know. You don't want to tell me the truth and you don't want to do this. Man, I, I got to go though. You want me to come back? You need to let me out of here. <laughs> you know? And you know, my heart just, Father had to fix me. You can't go into stuff like that if he don't deal with you. Just like my wife went down a, a juvenile uh, the other day. And she said, I didn't know it was like that. I said, yeah, I, I've been down there with people. They in the hallway fussing. Oh, oh you ain't going to see them tell you pay child support. Just get out of my face. Then over here. I said, what? What? Wait, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Hold on, Cletus. Hold on. It's just all this anger and hatred. 
and most of them were black American. And I'm driving through the city seeing all this stuff. And a lot of black Americans got so full of religion, they just stick their head in the sand, and as long as they're happy, they're good. Now, what if our, four, our ancestors thought like that? Okay, anyway, Abraham, right? Let's get another one here. Moshia, same thing. I'm just reviewing this because I want to get to something. The father chose him. My people, they down there in bondage because they're hardheads. They don't want to act right, so I let them, had to let them have what consequences you would get when you rebel against them. And they stayed over, what, over 460 years, right? 430 years in slavery in Egypt, being enslaved by their own people, right? Then he sent Moshia. I want you to go down there and bring them out. The problem was their bodies came out, but the minds were still bound. Now, in 1860, uh, was it 65? 65, when they said black Americans were free, I ain't going to free somebody and they ain't got nowhere to go, nowhere to sleep, nothing to eat, no clothes. I mean, what kind of freedom is that? You know, but still right today, most of the African-American, I say black American, because uh, uh, Iranian can be an African-American, a white person can be African-American. Most of black Americans today, mind still is bound up. You don't respect yourself because you don't know who you are. You're more concerned about the culture than about where you came from. And until you find out where you came from and connect with that, you're still going to take on everybody else's lifestyle and the way that they think. I shall move on. Now, that's a review. Let me pop this right here. There's a seven-point vision of men. Man, y'all write this down, take a picture, do whatever you need to do. Every man, a vision is a revelation of purpose. Vision is what? Revelation of purpose. If you don't know your purpose, you don't know your vision, you don't have proper sight. Actually, in uh, Mishleah 29 and 18, Proverbs 29 and 18, the translation said, without a vision, people perish, doesn't it? So, yes, you got to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, you're not going. I'm going to lay hands on everybody. And you're going to get a vision when you leave and all this stuff going on. And we just, y'all, because we like music, we like entertainment. Oh, ah, and all this, and you go get the hands laid on. He wasn't even talking about that. Non-zero. Without a father with vision, the family is out of order is what he said in the Hebrew. If you don't have a father in that family that have a heavenly vision of the pattern that the father in heaven put in them, then that family is going to be out of order. Period. You marry somebody, they make money good, but they don't have a heavenly vision. They don't know who they are, so you still got the same problem. So leadership. Number one is what? Leadership. Every male has leadership in there. You have to see yourself, see your purpose, see your design. You're designed to be a leader, to lead out. Number two is what? Oh, wow. Loud, Jesus. Louder, louder, louder. Responsibility. Mama still, still cooking for your grown butt. Still helping you out. Still doing this for you. I just, I be, I'm very merciful because I see stuff like that. I be thinking, what that grown Negro, why is his mama doing that? That's what I'm thinking, you know. It's just natural. I'm not, I, you know, it's just natural because of the way I was brought up. I had a real mama and a real dad, both of them. They didn't play. And dad wasn't in church, but he made me go. I used to put lard on my shoes. Lard. You know the grease? That thick white, you know those. See, they, see, they would all of it. <laughs> see, see, my house, we had two bedrooms. We had cardboard paper for the walls. We had to run home from church and put pots because the roof leaked and catch the water so it wouldn't leak in our bed. We had plastic on the window. You didn't have no glass. One morning I woke up and I felt something white on my face and stuff, felt cold. I looked, the wind that blew the plastic out the window and snow was all in there. I just, and just put the blanket on and went back to sleep. And I was outside this morning praying around the house. I said, how did a boy out the cotton field? Two-bedroom house. I had to come out of school in the first grade because the bottom, I, you know, we put how you put cardboard in your shoe. <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about that, but y'all know. Y'all don't know because y'all got shoes cost more than what you got in your bank. But anyway, we had to put cardboard in our shoes to go to school. And then when the rain, I had to put plastic on my feet, then put them in, you know, cardboard. And because the cardboard would get wet and take some extra cardboard to put in the bottom of the shoe when I got to school. Well, the... <laughs> This shoe, this shoe wore out, and the sole, the cardboard wouldn't even fit. 
I got on my shoes up around my ankle. <laughs> Mama, look. <sure. laughs> I got used to it, <laughs> you know. Going to L.I. Jackson, right on West Memphis, Arkansas. Mama says, son, you, we, we just got we just got to pick some more cotton and work a little harder to get you some shoes. So I was out of school. And one day, uh, coming down the street, I was standing out there in front of the house. You know, we had a pallet laying across the ditch. That's where the sidewalk, the pallet the sidewalk. You know, gravel road. I saw this 1965 black Ford Galaxy 500 coming down the road. I stood there, I said, who was that? I saw these little hands waving out the window. I said, what are they doing? And they got closer and closer. I said, oh, no. Those are my classmates. That's Miss Albright, my teacher. I don't want to come to my regular house, see my house. That's why we didn't bring people over. I don't want to <laughs> come to my regular No, Miss Albright, you know what? She got out the car. And she was a real stocky lady, a big chest, well, like we say, big chested lady. Miss Albright wore glasses, had that black and gray hair. She got out and came around there, and they jumped out the car. They had a box in their hand. I'm just froze. I didn't know what to do because I'm embarrassed. You know, and they ain't been to school, and they had bought me some shoes. Class got together, raised some money, bought me uh, some shoes, and Miss Albright said, you too smart not to be in school. That woman had some vision. And I was walking around the house this morning. What if Miss Albright saw this right here? Now, what did my classmates and see where I live now? You seeing that? Now, you know where they come from? Vision. Daddy did not go to school. They came off the plantation, sharecropping. They wouldn't let them go to school. Mama had a third grade education. They had to take them out, didn't they? Take them out and make them work, didn't it? Wasn't no time for no school. Matter of fact, our max uh, days that we could miss was 25. Each year, I was 25 and a half days. Because <laughs> they would take a day off. Because so we had to work. You understand? <laughs> but, you know, vision. Daddy told me, you're going to have opportunities that I don't have. Sonny, take advantage of the opportunities that you're going to get. I never got them. Make me pr That's what he told me. That's what I did. Mama told me, son, you can be anything you want. We was right over there by the dog track. Some of y'all know where it is, right? Anyway. If we used to pick cotton, chop cotton back over there. And I used to lay on mama cotton sack, and then I would get on Nina uh, cotton sack. My great, great auntie, she was born back in the 1800s. They were living long. Get on Nina cotton sack because it was taller, but it was hard, though. Y'all know what cotton is, don't you? And picking cotton, you know what it is? And, uh, but it would be high enough so I could see that building downtown used to be the Union Planners Bank. Some of y'all remember used to have a UP on it. Now you look at UP, and mama, what is that? She said, that's a big city. That's Memphis. She said, one day you're going to go over there and you're going to do a whole lot of stuff. You're going to do some good stuff. You're going to be whoever you want to be. Now I'm laying on the back of a cotton sack over in Arkansas. Y'all understand me? Now here you walking around here with $200 tennis shoes and got a job. And mama told me, whoever you work for, I got to stop. Whoever you work for, learn all that you can so you can do your own business. Getting a job never was in my mentality. Now people come out with books and stuff, and they go on a seminar. They taught us that, that in the cotton field. Don't work for nobody. Learn what you can learn and do your own. You understand? All right, now, so I'm going to have to stop, but what if daddy wasn't responsible? Or what if he wasn't accountable, even though he didn't have zip, zero, but wisdom and knowledge to give to me? What if he didn't give me that? Y'all seeing this now? That's the power of a father's word. A father can speak into their children and change their life. But we got so, so many hard-haired jokers now. I, I don't stop wasting my seed. I look at young men now, I don't even say nothing to them. He don't know I can say something to him right now. And there are men that I've spoken to. And their life changed. Everything just totally different. Uh, 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 I got them in here. Uh, uh, Dr. Smith, I just want to be around you. I said, I got my own knuckleheads I want to be around. No, because you said something. Man, that changed my life. I get people coming back. Renee will tell you, I see people all the time. Man, you changed my life. You remember what you told me? I said, no. Well, it was eight years ago. How do you think I'm going to remember what happened eight years ago? <laughs> well, Bishop, you said, they all be calling me Bishop. Bishop, you said, I would do this, man. Everything happened like you said. It, it wasn't. I was just speaking as a father. And they received the word. Now, watch this. What if dad didn't have vision? What if he didn't speak that vision? What if he didn't have discipline? Even though they, they abused them, used them, 
working for nothing, working like a dog. My daddy used to uh, take the mule out there and get the contacts and put them across the mule and take them up to the trailer and shake it. I watched him do that. Discipline. Went on took that stuff from them people. Hmm? What about uh, mercy and love? You got the nerve to slap your wife. And, and some of them will rise up against their mama. Oh, oh no. <coughs> I have a turn. I'm, I know me. And people know me. I was talking to my partner the other day. They called Little Larry and Big Larry. Of course I was Big Larry. Big, <laughs> you know. And uh, he, he said, man, he, he, told, he said, even your children really don't know you do. I said, they know me now. He said, but they don't know how you were. I said, no. He said, Bo, you said something, you just do it. That's, that's just it. That's, what's the use of talking? And my dad had told me, don't say it if you're not going to do it. The young cat, oh, man, I'll do this, and oh, man, I'll do that. I'm thinking this is what you're going to do to me, so I'm going to do to you before you do to me. So I don't get around that stuff. But you're going to rise up against your mom. And I saw a young man do that. I had to walk away. I did, because I said, my sons are more important. They need me here and not in jail. Because I'm going to kill that joker there. You don't need to be living. Your mama doing all this stuff and you got the nerve. Ain't going to cuss her out. I know I'm through. I know it. Let me do this. <laughs> mercy and love. Mercy and love, right? So instead of trying to be so harsh, when the last time you helped a young lady do something without trying to have sex with her? I know she's dressing like a hoochie. She didn't have no daddy. She don't know no better. And some of them know better and still go like that. I'm tough on dress. People think I'm real religious. But you need to be discreet. If you're saved, be saved. Goodness. Let the folk know you're saved. Come on. Mercy and love. Mercy and love, right? What's this what's last one here? Provide of what? A provider of what? Without a father with vision, the family is messed up. You laying your roasted, rusted butt up there having sex. You got free sex. And, and do what you want to do and all of that because the girls are letting the guys do everything these days. I counsel people. I said, something wrong with you. Something is really wrong with you. You know this man got another woman over here and, and you know this. No, and, and I don't say it in a bashing way. We got some mental illness. There is a mental illness. Where's Dr. Torah and Dr. Alicia? Do we not have a mental illness crisis right now? Huh? Say it loud. The, this is a profession. This is for real. Right now, mental illness is running rampant. And I get you can trace it all back to that father messed up. Because the father's messed up, the family's messed up. But what we're going to do about the mess up, we're going to get it straight, okay? So when I come back on this next teaching, we're going to deal with the danger of misunderstanding. What the answer is. I'm going to go in here and show you the answer. Uh, right there in Malachi, Malachi. That's the answer right there. Turn the hearts of the father back to their children. But it's interesting because that word father in Hebrew is spelled Aleph Bet, but then it have a Bob and a Tav on the end. I know what that means. Bob means to establish or connect, and Tav means covenant. Not just a man, but a father who is establishing the covenant of his father, who know the word, who know the ways of the Lord. Y'all know more about games than you do, and Michael Jordan and and who, well, that's my day. Who, who, who the basketball player? Whoever the day is, you know more about that than you know about who you are as a man. All right? And we're going to deal with that, right? We're going to deal with what's happening, right? This is what has happened. This is why men, and, and check this out. You see all this stuff here? These are men dressing like women. These are your celebrities. This is what's going on. And some girl, ooh, I think that's cute because you're ignorant. That's all. You didn't have a father. I mean, it's serious. I say the word ignorant very casual, not as being offensive, because that we got to call a spade a spade. It's due to ignorance. Oh, he's so cute. No, he ain't. And we're going to deal with that one. Put it in my Okay. All right. All right, then. We do. I want to invite someone that's watching and someone that may be in here now. Now, uh, we could do the every head bow and every eye close thing, but I'm not. Okay? I'm just going to ask you something. Are you bold enough to admit and confess that you're living in a state of rebellion, whether willfully or unwillfully? Or out of knowledge? You just didn't know it. You've been using The enemy has been playing you all these years. But are you to the point to say, hey, 
I see this religious stuff isn't the answer and it'll never work. I want a better lifestyle. I don't want to be living in rebellion against the God that I say I'm going to his heaven. Are you willing to really own up to it? And if you are, do it on the inside. I'm not going to even ask you to stand up anything today or come and let me pray. Just in, in, in your head, if you can change your belief system and confess and own up to that, I guarantee you everything changed for you instantaneously. And then you're going to have to learn the ways of the Lord. Every male that's in here, are you honest enough or be man enough to say, you know what, I don't even know who I am. I got parts and bits and tittles. I haven't respected myself like that. I haven't even honored myself like that. But I want to start doing it. You can make the decision today to do that right there where you're sitting at. Right there. Right there. Every woman in here, are you uh, willing to forgive your father? He didn't have a father to mentor him to be a pattern. You hating on him and he didn't know what the heck he was doing when he started. You married a man that didn't know who he was when you married him. Now how are you going to know what to do and nobody taught him how to do it? Are you willing to forget him and let him just, just release him? Let it go. And then another question is that are you sick of religion and you're ready for a life in the kingdom? Religion and kingdom is two different lifestyles. You understand? Most of you, you all are Christians. I used to be a Christian. And some pastors and leaders stay away from me now. And I'll dock you off on a defense. Deep in, you can't show me in a scripture, scripture where Yeshua established Christianity. You will find it in the Bible based on a Greek translation. You go back to the Hebrew, you won't find the word Christian. You will find Messiah. Mashiach. You understand? He didn't come to establish a religion. He came to establish a kingdom. Matter of fact, Yeshua, Jesus, wasn't even a Jew. People say he was. He was a Jew by birth, being born of the tribe of Judah. When he showed up, he tore Judaism up. He said, you say this, but I say this. You say this, but the Torah say that. He never came to start religion. And it's really, we've been taught wrong all down, down through the years, and we have missed the real message. And when someone says something that doesn't agree with us, a sure sign you're a Christian, you'll get mad at people who don't believe like you believe. Oh, they off. I ain't never going back to that church. Hey, hey, they don't have Easter egg hunts. Well, how did it do that to you too? But at the same time, having defeat in our lives, not overcoming, hoping and a praying, wishing and a missing, that's all religion right there. It's time for us to stand up and acknowledge that we need the king of kings in our life. Now, if you're willing to acknowledge that, all you got to do is own up. You can do it right now. You can get in your car and do whatever. But when you do do that, you need to get in your ministry that's going to teach you something, all right? I never told you to stop shacking, stop fornicating, stop smoking, stop drinking. All those are symptoms of rebellion. Once you get your nature changed and your belief system cleaned out, all of that will fall off automatically. See, we got to contaminate the belief system. I did a lot of teaching. When I started moving everyone into the kingdom message, and they'll tell you, they just, some of them just, you know, things just broke just like that because the Holy Spirit showed it to them. Holy Spirit showed it to them, okay? So that's what we're going to leave that there. And if you need special prayer in a particular area, want us to agree with you in prayer, be glad to pray with you now. There's a ministry of the word, ministry of the spirit. Anyone desire prayer, I'd be glad to pray with you.